0: Hello, hello. Long time no talk. I'm ready to get into it. But a tiny update first. Thank you all so much for your grace. Our niece is doing so much better. She went swimming this weekend. She doses herself now. Oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. If you do not follow us on social media, we had to take the last week off because our niece was taken to the ED. She was in the PICU. This whole big thing to end up at She was diagnosed as a type 1 diabetic, and so it was a big learning curve for, of course, a child, but then the family trying to get her correct dosing and learning how to count carbs and just a complete lifestyle change, but she's doing amazing. We'll do a separate episode to kind of get into all the details and life updates for you guys, but she's doing wonderful. We're so thankful, and we're so thankful for you all for all of your kindness and checking in. We appreciate you. And of course we would miss the spiciest of episodes.
1: Not only in Married at First Sight, but also in Sister Wives.
0: It was a great week in television and I'm so excited to be able to talk about it.
1: So I try to avoid all things. I try to avoid any spoilers. And I think you're more free about that. You kind of tend to look at things or read about things.
0: Only with Sister Wives. I actually avoid everything for maths. I controlled myself and I did not look at who made it, who didn't. I want to be surprised.
1: But then it gets worse because the algorithm kind of knows. I know this is what you watch either because I'm listening to you on, my, on your phone. So they try to send you articles and I feel like the headlines are kind of spoilers. But I'm like, I'm not going to read that. I'm just not. You know what I mean? I want to be completely open minded to our initial viewing so we can get our honest thoughts across without, uh, you know, a lot of input.
0: Today we'll be covering two episodes of Married at First Sight, season 17, episode 7 and 8. I say we start big storyline first, as that's basically the entire two episodes.
1: At one point it felt like it was 70% of the episode.
0: Yeah, especially episode 7, like, You could just skip the other couples.
1: We say this, but the little tidbits we got from the other couples, some of my initial theories I think are coming true.
0: I, what is wrong with me this season that I just read no one correctly? It's amazing looking at my predictions even now, just episode eight, and I'm just wrong on everything.
1: I know we're getting a little ahead, but uh, Cameron is growing on me a little bit.
0: I know. I agree. I was going to talk about that, too. And guess who's not? Brennan. I'm off. No, we're done. Free Emily. Oh, I called this. You did, and I hate it. I called this from the jump. (laughs) Because I said, no, no, no way. Starting with Lauren and Orion, we start right where we left off. We're back at the dinner by the pool and they just go right into it. It's Orion judging Lauren for having sex two months ago before she was chosen for the experiment. Orion is saying sex is off the table. And then later on, he says, well, it's not a reason, but it plays the part. And at one point, Lauren decides, nope, we're having a quiet meal. That's we're not doing this right now.
1: I was a fan that she took control of the situation because she could, she could feel that she didn't have, and she mentioned it like, I think she said the mental capacity. Like, I cannot deal with this right now. Like, yes. I cannot talk about this right now. It's too much.
0: How long ago was the last fight? Two days ago?
1: I mean, editing, it could have been that day. It could have <laughs> been that day. Something that I thought was interesting about this uh, argument, whatever you want to call it, I am surprised by they have shown affection, but I'm surprised with how close or how strong their emotions have gotten. For example, Lauren mentions it a few times, like they have strong feelings towards Orion. And it kind of seems like they're reflecting as far as, and also Orion has strong feelings for Lauren. And it seems like they haven't been, you know, very intimate, but it's interesting that they have built those emotions. And it shows by how much this hurt Lauren that sex was off the table.
0: I was totally going to bring this up later, but you are right. It, I think it's a lot of things. I think it's, she does admit later, she was falling for him. So that's painful to kind of deal with rejection in someone that you're married to and falling for. But then there's so much anger behind that as well and disappointment and hurt and everything is just... Too much, too fast. Orion really should have taken Lauren up on this opportunity to have a quiet meal because what he said was not adding anything to this conversation. He pipes up after what seemingly 30 seconds of silence and says, I'm not really good with the quiet.
1: Lauren should have cable been like, Well, you need to be because we're going <laughs> to sit here quietly, eat this dinner, and we're going to sleep separately.
0: Previously, we learned that Orion needed about two hours to quietly calm down from the hot tub incident. Lauren is asking for quiet now, and he just wants to dive right in. He wants to address it right now. And that's one thing that really bothers me, because throughout these various arguments, it always has to be on his time. It seemed like
1: as the episodes went on, your statement is just getting more and more true, where, and Lauren mentions this a lot in these two episodes, where, i have given you so much grace and you won't give me that grace
0: like an ounce of grace any then we hear the worst type of apology that you could ever give a person big if i'm sorry if you feel like dot 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 no 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 no. she called that shit out immediately good because that is not an apology i don't care who you are that's not an apology and no one wants to receive That type of apology because it's not one.
1: What did Lauren say? Something like you're too much of a grown up like to think that's an apology. It was something like that.
0: Like, you know, damn well, that's not an apology. This is a
1: great life lesson for anyone out there that if your apology contains an if (laughs) you're you're going down the wrong path.
0: I say it all the time. You have to apologize how a person wants to be apologized to if that makes sense. You want the person to receive your apology and if like negates all of that, you're taking no responsibility. That scene ends with Orion saying, then I guess I have nothing to say. Okay, so we're eating in silence. We could have just not done any of this. I would have just taken my plate and walked away. I would not even sit through that meal. Later, they're in bed on as far as you possibly could get ends of the bed. One wrong move and they're rolling off. Orion asks if there can be a temporary solution and then gives another half-ass, I don't even want to call it an apology, but he says, I'm sorry if I didn't support you in that moment. What do you mean? I, she didn't need support. She needed you not to judge her.
1: I do wonder from Lawrence's perspective, the fact that she keeps hearing these if apologies, it must be getting irritating at this point. yes. I think there are personal battles that Orion has to face and maybe confidence as well to be ready to find a partner.
0: There's so much within him that he's battling that is getting thrown onto Lauren. Now, I really appreciated how direct Lauren was in this conversation There was nothing up for interpretation. It was direct. It was not mean. It was not loud, but it was direct. And I don't think he liked that.
1: You know, it's interesting. There are there are people in this world that they're not used to having back and forth like this. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe maybe the way they've interacted with people. Oh, kind of like when people say you were yelling at me and they're like, (laughs) I wasn't I wasn't yelling. Like what?
0: That, I was that's, just going to
1: say that. That's not yelling. Like, I can show you. You know what I mean? So by that, I mean that people have different levels of what they're used to, their discussions or arguments or how they rate someone yelling. And I think I think Lauren was just fine. Like, this back and forth, it mm-hmm. was totally cool. And, it, you know, I'm going a little bit ahead. But then Orion mentions, like, you go from zero to 100. And I'm like, dude, that was not 100. <laughs> no. Not even close.
0: Lauren says, I don't want an apology. I want answers. Why did you say that if that's not what you meant?
1: You know, it's while in this scene, Lauren is breaking him down. (laughs) I I mean, she's (laughs) any hole in the story. She is making it bigger. I mean, she's just making gaps. It's amazing how quickly and how fast she could essentially just read him.
0: Absolutely. And he couldn't even really answer that well. It was just, uh, I mean, uh, because it's the truth. And now, okay, we're right back to square one. It's like,
1: that's literally what Lauren's been trying to get out of you this entire time. And she even admits like, it's not going to hurt my feelings. Just tell me the truth.
0: Hmm. I guess since he has decided to tell the truth now, he says, I don't feel comfortable with you starting the process and sleeping with someone else. They go into a conversation about intentions and their different choices. And then he has the audacity to claim that he did not judge her or make any assumptions.
1: I'm I'm really, and we mentioned this in the last pod, I am not a fan of how Orion approached this because there's so many avenues of life where if you're single, okay, from his definition, can I not date multiple people? Is it? Yeah, there's a potential this person could be my forever partner, but I don't know that yet. So you're keeping your options open. Same thing with Lauren. Yes, I signed up for this show, but there's no guarantee I'm going to get picked. Like, what if the person I'm dating now ends up being my forever person? I have to tell him like, yo, you got to stop the process. There's so many different things to this story and, and possibilities and opportunities that I'm just not a fan of when you haven't been chosen yet. Obviously, we've had couples in the past where it was two weeks prior and like, okay, you needed to start getting yourself into like this mental state of I am about to be committed to someone like you need to start getting ready for that.
0: In the morning, they sit together in their room and they finally have a kind of more productive conversation. Lauren again offers grace. She says it's not your best self, but I'm not going to hold that against you. She says, moving forward, I need consistency in your words. She says she sees him, they got this, and blows him a kiss, which then makes him cry.
1: I was surprised by this scene with how quickly they can look like they're recovering or almost forgiving each other. Whereas in reality, we find out there is not complete forgiveness there on both sides.
0: A mystery amount of time later... I don't know if it's the same day, the next day. The editing's creative. Orion says he feels like he failed the marriage. And so he wants to meet with Dr. Pia today. They're sitting on the balcony, pretty close together, I might add. They're touching, which is more than I expected. They have a video call with Dr. Pia. And overall, it seems to be going okay. The mood kind of changes when I noticed that he was kind of doing this... Like, feel bad for me. He said things like, I failed her as a husband. It's heavy. Lauren again has to comfort him. And she has to explain that he is not failing her. Orion said that he felt when the tone of the conversation got elevated, he was confused and he had to protect his mom and sister from their stepfather, similar to when they were growing up.
1: This is one indication where you are expressing would you say childhood trauma? Yes. And is that fair for your partner to I mean I guess I mean it's your forever partner but it's so hard cuz it's only been days of knowing each other. Is that fair to put that on someone or or you're overlaying your childhood trauma to an experience you had with your spouse of 5 days?
0: In this situation it's absolutely not fair because you shouldn't have even signed up. If there are unresolved issues that will affect other relationships and maybe you don't have the best problem solving yet, that shouldn't be on another person. And that's the thing with married at first sight. Like you don't know how to argue with that person yet either. Everyone has their own little quirks in the way they argue. And then a part of being married is learning how to argue. Having a first argument two days into knowing someone, you don't have a lot of room there. Now, Lauren says something interesting here, and I kind of wish we expanded on it. She says that she felt judged for being herself.
1: As far as her, what would what you get from that? Like her argument style? I mean, what?
0: Just in the way she lives her life, her decisions, how she handles intimate relationships.
1: Sure. Okay. I think that's totally fair. And I think Orion even mentions, like, I wasn't trying to judge you. I'm like, But you did.
0: Yeah. The very next line, he says, I never questioned her intentions.
1: Yes, you did. (laughs) But you you did do that. Uh, You directly, she mentioned that, and then you immediately said, well, sex off the table for me. I'm like, well, we're doing the math. That means you're judging me by what I just told you.
0: Dr. Pia then has a good bank account analogy for the marriage. You want to make more deposits than withdrawals. You're on your honeymoon. Make sure you make your deposits. Have fun. Ryan says this was a big withdrawal from me and that he needs space. And I was like, ah, yes, a good way to make deposits is to not be with your partner.
1: Dr. Pia just finished mentioning that to him. So this is like immediately the next scene. (laughs) And he says, well, I need space. Cool. And I immediately turned to you. I'm like, that sounds smart. She just told you to make deposits <laughs> and you immediately asked for space. Got it. At this point, I kind of start, you know, that, that Leon mind starts to turn and I'm thinking, wait a minute. I think he's pulling away.
0: Yeah. The, to- moment, the moment, yeah. the
1: moment this is happening, I'm like, but not just like pulling away. I'm like, I think something else is going on. Like, this isn't for long.
0: So this was your indication.
1: It's so direct that the expert told you to do something to help your marriage, and you you're almost doing the counter of that or the complete opposite. And it's just it's I mean honestly it's an easy signal to read, but that this is when I started getting those feelings. And the fact that and everybody might have been with us here where they just can't. And I and I have a feeling there's been couples like this in Massa Four when you just cannot get past a topic, or an argument point. You just cannot get past it. And we mentioned again, you've only known this person for a couple of days. There is no foundation for you to survive something like that.
0: Well, there's also no reason to really even care to. Because again, it's been a few days. What are the consequences? There's not much. The next day, we find out that they were up until 3 a.m., chatting if you will loudly with colorful language
1: i thought it was interesting that they wouldn't describe it in the honest way it went down like what did you think about that
0: no i thought it was pretty honest because before lauren was very upfront about it was my tone i was not yelling and then later on she says like no it got heated i got loud
1: man you know what's interesting? When they move into the apartment, they have the cameras, mm-hmm. but I don't think in the honeymoon they do the cell filming and stuff. Why?
0: No. Why that can't you put a little camera in the, at least like the living room? I Give mean, me it, some audio it clips. It could be
1: because it's not, you know, they're not renting it. It's not their property. So it's like, you can't just be putting cameras.
0: Put it on a tripod. Rooms. Just don't drill it in. <laughs> true. True. <laughs> but yes, this is a TV show you have one job. Get me some footage. Get me some audio. We have nothing. So this is where I agree with you. You felt that in the last kind of bit of argument after with Dr. Pia, that's when you felt like things have shifted. This is beyond kind of getting past this hurdle. That's how I felt in this next segment when Orion out of nowhere says he can't come back from the hot tub comment. I was like, we're going, what? That was... Like four arguments ago, we're bringing that back?
1: The fact that this was brought back. Now, I know I can see how it it was very hurtful. I get that. But it seems like she expressed her remorse and just felt bad about how it all went down, about how she didn't read that right. I mean, multiple times, multiple times.
0: I mean, it's beyond that. It's not only apologies left and right. It's researching his culture. Not only negative terms, but beautiful terms and everything in between.
1: And the way he brought this up, it was like, wow, uh, I didn't see it being brought up again. I, I mean, reality TV, they're going to ask you like, so what did you think when the scene went down? But this is live in their moment at the honeymoon and it's coming right back.
0: So he accepted the initial apology from Lauren. We've seen them kissing, cuddled up on that boat. She was in his lap. He allowed all of this. Why is it being brought up now? Why are you saying you can't get past it? Because you had no problem getting past it before.
1: Now, I'm curious. The, the snuggling on the boat, was that real?
0: I think it was very real.
1: I think it was real as well. But I think... Well, they both learned a lot about each other as the days went on. But I think... And clearly, it impacted Ryan sooner than Lauren. But I think Lauren was kind of on the same path. I think Orion saw enough about Lauren that he was ready to call it quits.
0: Oh, so he's running.
1: Oh, for sure. Oh,
0: I see where we're going. Okay, okay. So this is just all a ploy at this point to put the blame on her and he's out.
1: Now, now, yes, that was hurtful. It impacted him. I get that. But I think it's so... It's tough because I want to say it's the easy way out, but it's almost like this is an opportunity for him to say, you know what? I could make this be more of a thing, and I'm I'm ready to go.
0: I mean, generally, if you accept an apology, should you still bring up something that bothered you? Well,
1: let me let me take it this way too, because I love playing devil's advocate. I don't know why I do it. <laughs> I'm Orion. I'm super strong about my my culture and my community, and if that moment, you know, that had a big impact on him, and I could imagine if you keep replaying it or you keep thinking about it, I think it kind of it gets worse and worse, and I think it it can grow to a point where he's thinking that was so hurtful to me and my community, where he's thinking I don't even know if I can forgive you because. I would be just giving a pass to like all these things that have happened in my culture, and my community. And I just wonder if it did kind of just grow just bigger and bigger inside of him that it got to the point where he couldn't forgive.
0: Okay, I'll play devil's advocate as well. Let's say that is the case, but isn't it a normal mature way to handle that? Like sitting the person down and talking to them, not just kind of out of nowhere being like, yeah, I don't know if I can get over that thing I said I was over. Like maybe when you call Dr. Pia, Give Lauren a heads up that you need to address this again. Like there's just so many more appropriate ways if that was the case, because I can understand things fester. You get more mad about something, but I can't give him as much grace because he already accepted the apology. He moved on. He had drinks. He was happy. He was snuggling.
1: But I do wonder if a lot of those actions were, you know, in my mind to, you know, air fingers, forgive and move on. Like, I have to do these actions, right? I have to keep going on. But maybe he's thinking, well, was I tricking myself because it's still bugging me?
0: I don't know. That was the end of their segment in episode seven. So we move on to Emily and Brennan. They're starting to get into bigger conversations. We learn that she grew up Catholic, but she says a fake Catholic. And Brennan grew up Jewish. And neither one of them are very into their religion currently. Brennan says that it's easy to talk to her and it's so refreshing that she has such a similar mindset. They also talk about kids. They both want two kids, ideally a boy and a girl.
1: It's interesting that they are matching on so many things, like the big topics, Mm -hmm. right? Religion, kids. I'm guessing they may have talked about finances and that was okay.
0: Sports teams. Spicy topic.
1: Something interesting though about the sports teams really short. I love sports, and we (laughs) you know we do our brackets and stuff. I believe Emily was a Broncos fan, yes, and Brennan was I think like a Bengals fan. I I can't remember, but I I thought it was interesting. Okay, first of all, I as a sports fan, I would never give anyone shit for liking their local team. You know, honestly, I feel like you're more of a real one if you root for your team. And another bonus, if your team is trash and you root for them, you are legitimately a real one. If you're just like, you know, bandwagon fan, our team always wins, like whatever. (laughs) But I thought it was odd that they had that this like mini like back and forth about teams. I'm like, well, I'm from Denver, so I'm a Broncos, Broncos fan. I was like, I wouldn't ever argue that. I'm like, that's great. That's fantastic. Hurrah.
0: I'm such a homer for my teams, and I've experienced very little winning moments. <laughs> but hey, I'm still win, here. Though, when
1: we win, though, <laughs> man, we're going off. We are partying. <laughs> what I'm getting at, though, is I did appreciate that Brennan was open to switching teams. Which, as a sport fan, I'm always like, that's weird. You just freely switch teams. That's kind of kind of odd. Know. Red but, flag. <laughs> but for the for the health of the relationship. I am happy that he's willing to change his teams.
0: Then we see them sort of having a little bit of a game day around the resort. Drinks, different activities. They get a chance to be competitive with each other.
1: I would definitely do all of these with you. I would do the, the table tennis. I'm doing the little, what's the rope thing? I don't that know you, what it's
0: called. I don't know what it's called But either, I keep wanting to get it that. Looks, it looks fun. Yeah. I'm like,
1: I would do that.
0: All that stuff looked really good. Because you're so competitive.
1: It's only things maybe that I think I'm good at. And I don't think I'm good at any of those.
0: Mm -mm. So like what could go wrong? The sun is shining. Finally, you got a drink in your hand. Your arm's a little messed up, but that's all right. You're still here. You're still partying. Emily turns to Brennan and asks, do you like having fun? The response was so wild. I'm immediately done with him. Like done. Red flag after red flag. Here's
1: the thing. Emily did. I think she was joking. I do think she was joking. Like just a little snarky. Well, comment, d- even if she's but not, what no, 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 does that no, mean? No, but here's a thought. If she's not, what happened that even made her think that or say that or question this?
0: Probably all these little activities they did together. He turned into a competition or
1: or he was annoyed that he was losing. Yes. Okay. That, all that, of that, is that so must annoying. have happened, but we didn't get to see that. We didn't get to see that on camera. But it most likely happened.
0: Yeah, there is a reason for the comment.
1: Yeah, I, Leo energy. I I can see you, how he could. Mm, how, how are you he picking would up react. on your people? No, I can just <laughs> I could envision how he would express his frustration of losing, mm-hmm. and how that could get on someone. That could just get get really annoying.
0: Fun fact: Fantasy football got real loud last night. I digress. It's but... gonna get
1: even louder tonight. But <laughs> yes, the way he reacted or. Uh, it was just, it was, okay, we were breaking this down way too deep while we were re it, but it was almost like, I feel like she hit a button. Yeah. And set him off.
0: It, like, he did not defuse it.
1: I don't know if you have some prior bad experiences with being competitive or people asking, like, can you have fun? <laughs> but something triggered this dude and he was not here for it.
0: She was kind of taken aback and she said, I'm just kidding. He said, you think I only care about winning? We're having fun together. Who cares? Sir.
1: So much fun. Yay. Yay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) A little bit later, they're standing by a little wall. And I wonder if because the camera's so far away, he doesn't realize that he can be seen or he's still mic'd up. Because it just gets worse. He can't get over it. He's standing by her and says, you like to have fun. What the fuck is that? It's not good. Who well, who says that? It's not good. I am out. He says, you'll know when I'm really mad. The only people that have gotten me that mad have been my parents. She said, I'm scared under her breath and then says, oh, and wifey. Oh, what is happening? Free Emily. How did this
1: escalate so much?
0: I, it's massive red flag it's hitting her in the face it's hitting me in the face
1: this is why okay why are we talking about my peak anger like how about we just not get to peak anger how about you just chill out because I was literally messing around and you took it to heart like where it didn't need to go
0: I just that's such a big deal to me as someone that's just like so uptight and only can have fun on their terms and oh, just not my kind of person. Then we catch up with Claire and Cameron. And it seems like he has an ear infection, swimmer's ear, something's going on. Claire has a mandatory meeting. And so Cameron has decided that he's going to try to knock out his doctor's appointment while she's in the meeting. And I was fully prepared last week to roast her for not going to the doctor's appointment with him, but that's not the case at all.
1: <laughs> you got to love a a maths preview, a maths trailer. They always do this shit. And, and not just maths reality TV where they try to sway you one way, but then it's just a perfectly reasonable explanation. I have a mandatory work thing hey, I need to go check out this possible ear infection. It's like not a big deal. I'll get some antibiotics. I'll be straight. But it's always interesting to see how they spin the trailers.
0: Yeah, always. They're always trying to make them spicy. Well, I think it's nice to go with your partner, even if it's like something routine or whatever. It's good to have a partner there. But Cameron wanted to do it while she was busy just to knock it out. So, if it's not an issue to them, it's not an issue to me. The resort provider didn't have the equipment needed, and so he needs to kind of go to a provider in the city. So, that ends up kind of making the dinner kind of weird. Claire goes by herself, but in the end, totally fine. The next morning, they talk about going on their next travel journey together, meaning home. They go over the previous airport issues and Claire says that she overreacted and Cameron agrees and says, I was confused. Also might be in the minority on this one, but the initial issue at the airport, I don't think Claire was overreacting. I think it's because I also like people to help me with my bags, but... I don't feel like she should have to, like, apologize for it or anything. The only time I do think she went overboard was, like, afterwards when you could have just, like, talked about it. But then it, like, really spiraled into all these other things that made no sense.
1: Cameron gets no pass from me because... Thank you. You've already been... Actually, self, self-defined multiple long-time relationships. hmm You've lived with someone...
0: And their whole family. So
1: you should know, you know, like boundaries and space and like if people need help, I'd hope maybe that's why I didn't work out. I don't know. <laughs> you know, you, you know, this things or, you know, when someone might need help or they might need something from you, I would hope you kind of get that energy. And I'm going to assume you have traveled with your prior girlfriends. So you don't get a pass on that at all. I think you were legitimately in the wrong.
0: I think so too. I I don't think she should have to apologize for being annoyed that he didn't help her and then left her behind. The after thing, sure. That could be, that was a little much. But no, no, no. The actual incident, I think she was fair in being annoyed because I would be. (laughs) We see Becca and Austin having breakfast and Becca brings up religion. Austin won't even go there won't even touch it he wants to enjoy not knowing anything for as long as possible later in the day they're sitting on the beach and they're kind of just doing a little check-in with each other finally they at least get to reveal their religion becca was raised jewish and is currently agnostic austin was raised christian but they don't get into kind of any details of how that affects their life now or anything It was just their first time sort of touching the topic.
1: A few things. If something like religion was a deal breaker, like I have to marry a Christian, then you would have put it down in the questionnaire. So I do find it interesting that we are making it a big deal. But in my mind, these are these are things that go through my head as I watch the show. I'm like, okay, they're trying to make this a big deal. But if it was legitimately a deal breaker, that would have already been known. So this is most likely going to amount to nothing.
0: The next morning, Becca and Austin are talking about living together. Becca is being very sweet, talking about how she wants to be there for him and essentially be his peace. He says, yeah, uh, I want to be that, but um, I don't know what that entails. He says that he does know that she needs to be well-fed and well-rested. Good boy. That's, sa- yep, same. That was
1: great. <laughs> the initial response, not good.
0: It it continues to not be good. Becca then asks, well, how will you be there for me emotionally? He says, by going deeper. What are these vague?
1: He's not really getting it.
0: No, we're not not getting it. We're not going deeper. (laughs) He says he doesn't know how to answer, but he will be there for her. So we'll see if those actions match up. Then we have everyone together for a group dinner. Everyone is going through their updates, what they've learned, what their kind of hopes are. Cameron shows up with a whole bush of roses.
1: This is interesting. Do you know anytime we've gone to like markets, Mm -hmm. there's always like usually, depending on the time of year, like people selling flowers. Mm -hmm. This dude legit went there, saw a bucket, like a bucket (laughs) of roses, was like, I'll just take the whole bucket. Yeah.
0: And it had sunflowers and roses and Bushes and it was great. It was so beautiful. And she was really appreciative, which I was very happy to see because she's a little colder sometimes.
1: You know what's crazy? You know in uh carnivals where you play the little uh, shoot the shoot the hole with the water and mm-hmm. then your thing like is like
0: the racehorse, the racehorse or whatever. Thing.
1: So Cameron was all the way in the back. <laughs> like everyone was kinda up there, although Orion might have dropped off by now. Just or, fully off. Or something happened. Something happened. This man pulls up with like forty roses. I shit you not. I don't know if you're listening to this and you didn't watch the episode. Like forty, and he just leaped everybody. <laughs> like he, he just got so many points. Like I can't even put into words. It was like I haven't seen any man on this show do anything close to what he just did.
0: No, it was great. It was perfect way to come in.
1: If this doesn't show a woman that a man cares, I don't know what will.
0: I do love the act, the thought of him, even in his situation, thinking of Claire.
1: Claire Bear. Claire Bear. What more of a message do you need?
0: She gave him a solid side hug for this. So we're making progress. Solid. We had the little cat paw on his thigh last time, just a tiny fingertips. Her beans, her beans were on the thigh. Now we got a side hug. Uh, uh, guys, we're getting there.
1: You know, it's interesting to show you how not intimate they are.
0: <laughs> what?
1: Someone, you're married. Someone gives you 40 roses and you don't even get a kiss.
0: Okay. I was I wondering if I made that up in my head. Was there really no kiss?
1: This is like a Mandela effect and I might need to rewatch for <laughs> my own sanity, but... I don't think there was a kiss.
0: I also think it was just the side hug.
1: We got some work to do, but they're on the right path.
0: There's no way I could leave those. That would be my carry on. Oh, but you can't bring (laughs) fresh stuff through customs.
1: You better enjoy that while you got it. That would make me so sad. Enjoy that while you got it. I would
0: like give it to the hotel and be like, take care of it for me. Lauren talks about how the relationship has been a roller coaster. One extreme to the next. But they do talk about getting the loops out of the way. So we're trying to do a positive spin on the insanity that's been going on. Austin said he's doing it the opposite way, waiting until they have a foundation. But man, he's almost doing too much the other way, though. We're not getting anywhere. Brennan thanks Emily for being herself and making it so much fun. That's a lie, but we'll get into it. See, looking at this now, watching these back to back, I'm like, no, I don't accept any of this. This made me so sad to see when Emily apologized for sometimes being too sarcastic without repercussions. Ma'am, be yourself. You shouldn't have to already be trying to filter yourself more. Like, sure, be nice and kind, but I don't think she's being unkind. Her jokes are very corny and not malice at all.
1: There's so much more going on in, I mean, again, 24-7, right? You're there together all the time. But I do agree with you that you should not be apologizing for who you are. And if you find yourself in that place, you really got to think about, like, is this my person? You know, you give a little, right? You always talk about uh, you compromise. Mm-hmm. But yes, compromise is cool, but you shouldn't have to change who you are.
0: Like always work on improvement, but man, don't filter yourself too much or like change who you are. Claire talks about how she is learning that she needs to wait sometimes to respond, to process things before kind of acting, which I'm glad she's learning now. Okay, me and you were talking about this kind of during the episode. Claire seems way more inexperienced in relationships than Emily, who has never had a relationship.
1: Kind of weird, huh?
0: It's fascinating to watch. Now I want to go back to those intros and think like, when was her last relationship? How long was it? How many serious relationships has she had? Because there's like so much discomfort in just like everyday living.
1: I mean, who knows? I we know she's going through her master's program, so she's clearly been on an educational Mm -hmm. journey. Like, how much time did she focus on relationships versus her education? And if she did have a partner, I mean, how serious were they? Or, I mean, I guess they were serious enough that she knows, like, yeah, I I was dating, like, people that weren't, like, they weren't good people to be dating. Mm -hmm. And who knows? I mean, maybe this definition goes back to maybe she's just really shy.
0: That's true. That's true. Lauren says that she learned her tone can dictate the direction of a conversation. So she will do better and wants to apologize. Her jokes don't always land where they are supposed to. And Orion says that he wants to be more consistent with sharing how he feels. Keep that in mind, everyone. That's his goal. I don't know if he's going to make it. Man, probably a mere 10 hours later. The next morning, we see Lauren sitting in one of those kind of like egg hanging chairs faced to the wall. Claire is sitting on the ground next to her, well, in front of her, and she's just crying. Lauren says that she's trying so hard to hold it together and that she really did feel like she was falling for him. Lauren talks about how she was packing and she overheard Orion say that he didn't feel like she had his back.
1: Curious. Is this moment, I couldn't tell. Is he being recorded in kind of that like solo interview thing? And she's kind of in the room, but like out of the room. Or is he talking to production? Like, how would you overhear something like this just passively?
0: Yeah, or a phone call.
1: Fair. Something I didn't think about. Fair. Yeah,
0: they don't specify just that it happened. She says, I don't know how many more times I can say I'm sorry. She's feeling frustrated with not being understood. During this, there was a huge blow up. She does say she was yelling and that she removed her ring and asked for a divorce.
1: It's powerful stuff.
0: We cut to Orion in the hotel talking to Pastor Cal on video. And then Orion. Ah, Orion. He says that he brought up a derogatory term and that she made a crude joke. He says the weight of the joke started to sit with him. And he was feeling very offended and violated. He does admit, yes, he accepted the apology, but that today they got into it. And she was saying how he was lying about how it played out.
1: As we're breaking this down, I can kind of see the wheels spinning in Pastor Cal's head of, I need to talk to these people ASAP. Like this shit is going downhill.
0: How in the perfect circumstances in this beautiful tropical location has it gone downhill so fast, so bad?
1: Cause it's not a case of from the jump they're not attracted, a la Alyssa. It's not like that yeah. kind of case. It's no. These people had feelings for each other. They were on the positive end. And now they are just nosediving. Like mm-hmm. it's not good. So much so that the D has been put out, rings have been taken off. And we've already lost a couple. Now, I know <laughs> at the end of the day, we're making a TV show. We can't go down to three couples.
0: We can, and it can be a 45 minute show and it can be nice.
1: We can, but that means we're losing ad money.
0: Oh, I got that. Eh, it's fine. <laughs> How do you feel about Orion says that he has not had the chance to express himself?
1: It goes back to when I mentioned that some people are not comfortable or they only have so much comfort in how a back and forth should go down, I feel like maybe he tries. And it's almost like you kind of have to match energy as you're having these, these conversations. And I feel like maybe Lauren gets just a little ramped up, but I get I, I I imagine this. He might shut down when he feels some kind of, you know, uh, a a reflection of energy coming back at him. He might think, well, you know, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be quiet because I, I really I want to get past this. So I'm just gonna be quiet.
0: Uh, he's immediately the victim,
1: which is what might lead him to define of I haven't been able to express myself,
0: mm. it, which
1: is odd because mm, you've I had buy it. <laughs> no no you have had so much time that maybe the way you could have handled that better is when Lauren did say. I don't, I don't have the capacity to talk about this. Maybe you should have taken that break. Maybe the next morning you just start by expressing yourself and you could have gotten further in that thought process.
0: So I was curious, did everyone have to wait for the emergency Pastor Cal session? Because I'm paying for my own taxi.
1: They made it seem like it. And just from the viewer at home, I would imagine this took a while. Yeah. This wasn't just a quick five-minute thing. Maybe it was. I don't know, but it didn't seem like it. Um, Depending on people's comfort, if we're getting close to this plane is leaving, I am calling my own taxi.
0: Yeah, I'll we'll get not, there. It's I all right. I am
1: not waiting. He's <laughs> uh, I love all you as much as I can for six days of knowing you, but I got to get on this plane.
0: Yep. I'm not missing it. Love you, Lauren. I got to get home. Then Lauren takes a turn speaking with Pastor Cal. She kind of goes over what caused the big blow up just that morning. She talks about how she wasn't her best self and how she wanted a divorce. Now, this is where there's not really coming back for me, even if he tried. Orion told Lauren that she failed him and she failed this marriage. Okay, you feel that way? Don't talk to me. Like, this is it. Don't be offended, I take this ring off. Take yours off too, actually. There's no coming back from that.
1: Okay, I I get Lauren's comment was, it was a lot of things, but if you can't come back from one comment, and we talked about this during the the viewing, in your next relationship, something's gonna happen. It, It might not be anything like this, But something's going to happen. Someone's going to do a thing that you don't like it being done that way. Something is going to come up. Are you just going to call it because it's one thing you're going to have to face these things and get over them? You know, they're going to eat their food a certain way. They're going to order a certain (laughs) thing. They're going to maybe you don't like to drink and they like to drink. Well, like these are things you just have to deal with or choose to accept or not accept.
0: That's exactly what it is. There are things about everyone that you can accept and compromise on or not. And you choose to not have that person in your life. Whether we like to admit it or not, everyone is going to hurt their partner either in a big way or a small way. Arguments happen. Not all days are sunny. And it's how you deal with that. If you want to deal with that, and this is just not worth it. Also, notice that Orion likes to use the word failed a lot. Because when he needed sympathy, he failed the marriage. He failed her. When he's angry, she failed the marriage. Even at this point, Pastor Cal asks if she wants a divorce. And she said no. That she was letting her passions override the marriage.
1: This is a part where I don't think we were split, but it's one of those moments where we're starting to get into the realm of This situation might not be healthy for people, but yeah, I know it's a show at the end of the day, but that doesn't mean you have to force people to be together. Like, if they're just not meant to be together, we should let them walk.
0: Gosh, the theme of the next episode with these two I let this woman go.
1: It's so interesting that in this experiment, the professionals, they almost, it's so tough to say because they're putting on a product. Like, they have to root for these relationships to work or at least keep progressing to to D-Day. And I don't think that's really fair.
0: It's not because you should care about the individual more than the show. At this point, Orion is then brought back in to have a conversation with Lauren and Pastor Cal. Lauren talks about her hurt coming from her expressing that she understands the level of what she said And he still does not accept it. Ryan again says he hasn't had time to say how he feels. He then is offered the floor. And he says that he feels she offended him, his culture, and his family. He says he has a whole community he has to go back to, his mom included, for every indigenous person. And he says that's where I feel like you don't get it.
1: See... We don't agree with that because we feel like Lauren did show sympathy or felt bad about her actions.
0: Yeah, she she was remorseful.
1: And the way Orion is approaching this, and I'm pretty sure it was in this conversation, but please correct me if I'm wrong, is basically where he says, like, I can't forgive her.
0: This is the first time he essentially brings that up. Yeah. Now.
1: In any relationship, if you get to the point where something happens and in that person's mind it is unforgivable, I mean, that is like, it's over.
0: Yeah, there's nothing more more to discuss. Exactly.
1: And once again, you've only known this person for six days. If you got to the point where something is unforgivable, there is, the foundation is like that little tiny rock holding everything up. Like, (laughs) no, there is not enough to keep them going. A lot of people of color, they, they tend to in some ways we do represent our culture. Like if I do something bad and a a swarm of people are like now they're stereotyping me and everyone that I represent, mm-hmm. I get that. And I get where Ryan's coming from as far as like I represent them and like not only did it hurt me, it hurt them. But you could also come from a place of forgiveness to be like, you know what? Yes, this happened, but we can move past this. I can forgive you that I know that's not who you are. And he he had the chance to do that, like to to make this happen. and he for whatever reason, he just couldn't get to that place.
0: He doesn't have to forgive her, but you also can't like torture someone. Like that's where you decide, like, yeah, that was my line. It was crossed. And that's it. And then you respectfully move on. Not this wishy-washy. I'm going to decide to tell half-truths. And you can't do all that. Lauren is tearing up and she talks about how she's been researching the culture and all of the terms that she can. And Orion can only say like he appreciates it. He respects it. And it's unfortunately not enough.
1: I'm telling you, the dude checked out.
0: He did. But why not then just check out? Oh, The cherry on top of this big mess. Orion talks about the two different times he has experienced racism. Once as a child, amongst his own culture, he was called an apple. And the second time now, he's experienced this crude joke from his wife. Does he think that Lauren does not experience things as a minority, as her own person?
1: As I was watching this, I could... I could... See that Lauren is biting her tongue, her cheek. Mm. It's taking everything within her to not blow up on this dude right now. Because, like, okay, I've experienced things that are definitely racist, definitely racist. And I could see for sure Lauren has many times. And the fact that he's defining on his own accord. Two instances his whole life that he's experienced something like this. Yeah. And I hate to minimize his, you know, the impact that that has had on him. But this, I just feel like this is not the one to end a marriage. Or even going through the journey of, yes, this happened, but maybe we can figure out how to move past this. Mm -hmm. Or I can go on that journey because even you know this is gonna this is gonna end for sure this relationship, <laughs> but you shouldn't live with this hate in your heart the rest of your life like at some point, I think for you to have a healthy, successful life, you're gonna have to forgive Lauren,
0: yeah, always,
1: and yeah, maybe just right now he just can't see that, which is unfortunate, but yeah, it is gonna lead to the end of this marriage.
0: I just hate that by what he said, he's almost dismissing any experience that Lauren has on her own. Like, sure. it doesn't matter. It's, it's what he feels only. It's only what he's been through. Sure. She would never know what that's like. I was but like, it, yeah, sir, it, that, was, that, sir. Was, that was tough. That was tough. I don't understand why you would take that angle. That is a wild angle to take here. And I'll just say it. There's a hint of sexism here. Because he'll value Pastor Cal's opinion and his thoughts and his feelings. Cannot do the same for Lauren. He, on one hand, says he respects women so much and then doesn't want to be bossed around. Depending on who he's talking to, if he's talking to a woman, yeah, women are so strong. I grew up this way. Talking to a man, yeah, I'm not going to be bossed around. I've had to deal with that my whole life. I don't like it. I don't like it.
1: Yeah, the only one that bugged me was he has shown to be very ride or die for his people, his community, but it always bugged me when he mentioned that he never dated within his culture.
0: Thank you. And I don't want to say
1: you, you have to, that's not like, that's not like a thing you have to do, but it's almost like you are describing of just this, this, this beauty, this, this incredible attributes that your people have. And I'm just like, that was odd,
0: but it's almost like it's a negative light. So he like wouldn't date because he doesn't want to be bossed around. He doesn't it's want like, the matriarchy. Yeah, our women are
1: so strong, but I wouldn't date our women because they're so strong.
0: Yes. And it's like,
1: huh? That's odd.
0: You're playing too many angles here. You played yourself. No, we're not doing this. This episode ends with Orion saying, yeah, I don't know what else I can say. I just can't get past this. And those rings should have been taken off and left on that table. And one of them should have taken a later flight because there's there's nothing to do past this. Now, episode eight, again, similar to the last episode, we start off right where we left off with Lauren kind of joining the group as they wait for their taxi to head to the airport. Lauren says we're having irreconcilable differences. Ryan says, "Uh, no, we're just dealing with topics that we haven't really dealt with before.
1: The, the troll in Lauren, it was finger snaps, finger <laughs> snaps, finger snaps.
0: I love it. So we're finally off of the honeymoon. Eight episodes at the honeymoon. Guys. I don't want to hear it. This honeymoon was one week, seven days. We are on episode eight, eight weeks into this show, and we are just now leaving the honeymoon.
1: Okay. It's funny. We always say this, but it's funny because it's mass, but we hate the wedding scenes. (laughs) But hear me out. The retreat and the honeymoon are sacred. We do not talk bad about them.
0: (laughs) Okay. Okay.
1: I did not mind that the honeymoon was this long.
0: That's true. Oh, and I guess the eight weeks does include the wedding. I shouldn't say like we were in Mexico for eight weeks. Uh,
1: We were in the weddings for like three of those. That's true. Ma'am, we got to walk that back a little bit.
0: (laughs) But I do like the weddings. I don't like the dress shopping or the brunches or anything like that. Like I do like the weddings.
1: I mean, that's like the first episode and a half.
0: I love love Darcy Silva.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we're we're moving
0: in. We're here. The apartments are cute. They're a little tight, but it's fine. They seem nice. They're modern. They're cute. Right downtown.
1: Yeah, they, they seem totally fine, and honestly, some of the folks' living situations, they live kind of like modestly and like kind of small, yeah. so I think it's going to be just fine.
0: The real question, is it one bedroom or two bedrooms? Because a lot of the time, it's two, and this looks like one. There's nowhere to run.
1: But... Would that have been planned?
0: There should always be two because there needs to be like an escape plan.
1: Maybe at least a pullout bed. Yeah. But maybe it was a plan of like, okay, everyone's hitting the easy button and they just like go to the other bedroom. Like, no, stop hitting the easy button.
0: Maybe. But then the easy button is like, I'm going to go home.
1: Wasn't that, wasn't (laughs) that Eris? Was Eris the one sleeping in the other bedroom?
0: I think, mm, no, they were sleeping together, I thought. Okay. Like sleeping, only sleeping. Right, right, right. Just sleeping. Sure. (laughs) Brett and Ryan. She lived in that second bedroom forever. There you go. Emily and Brennan are the first to see their apartment. Emily is going over kind of all the stuff they'll need, little things you don't think about, like cleaning supplies. And this is the first time that either one of them have lived with a partner. Immediately, I hated Brennan's energy. Could feel it in my own home through the TV, and I did not appreciate it. He says, uh, so you're going to work here? She says, yeah. He says, uh, I'll probably like, if I have a morning call, I'll take it. If that's okay. And then I'll have breakfast and then I'll go to my house. Uh, but I don't want to be in traffic either. But tonight I'll go back and tidy up the house and then work from there all week. My, my week is crazy. So maybe we can reconvene in a few days and move into our new place.
1: There are so many holes in this story. Okay. His whole thing was a long ass way to say, <laughs> I'm not comfortable moving in just yet.
0: I'm going home.
1: I'm going to go home. Yeah, dude,
0: long story, excuses, reasons, red flags everywhere. everywhere.
1: <laughs> um, first of all, Ellie and I, we've worked together in the same office since... I think right before COVID.
0: No, mine was COVID. I was always in the clinic.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, so yeah, it was COVID. And we've been just fine. We, The only thing is that our calls, like our online calls, for the most part, they are kind of opposite. Like we don't, they don't really cross.
0: That is really I nice. could
1: see people that where they're, they're, one of their primary roles or their duties are kind of talking with either coworkers or customers or like that kind of thing, clients and they're kind of on the call all day, that's like that's like their mode. I could see where it could be tough with two people in one room.
0: And I think that's his role, correct? Was it sales in IT?
1: They might both be sales. Oh, she's some like type marketing, yeah, so yes. I, I think they might both be sales okay. in a way. So I think they could have a lot of time where they're on a call, which I could see how that could be a little annoying or like trying to plan and get around each other. But to start that without even knowing how they operate, was odd to me.
0: But he's not willing to try or see what a day is like. Said I'm going home.
1: Okay, it's also, sir, this is maths. This is married at first sight. We both have a ring on our finger. We just <laughs> spent a week together. He's like, oh, we've been together all the time. Like, I know. Yeah, because you're married. You're on a honeymoon.
0: Love, we're on season 17. There's plenty to know.
1: Like, did you miss the memo somewhere where you come back from the honeymoon? You move into the apartment. There is, have you not seen the people that don't do that? Generally, it doesn't work.
0: He said it was a really long week and he's starting to notice that he's getting really drained. He said he needs to take a step back and see how he'll feel before moving in. It's not an option. Like, it's not like, oh, if you feel like it, move in.
1: The reason it's such a big deal to move in, I think mentally, that is such a big switch. Of like, wow, this is my partner. I, I live with this person. Whereas if you don't move in, even if like this whole same city, I don't care if it's the same neighborhood, there is so much space between you that, again, you only know each other days. Like Brendan being is like, oh, I'll come back after my work week. Dude, you might be apart for more days than you've been together.
0: <laughs> That's true. Like, think
1: about that, dude. That's not good for the beginning of your relationship.
0: No, and you wanna moving in is like the next step and how you wanna grow that relationship. And he's going completely backwards. Like, yes, it's a big transition to move in with someone, but you know what else is? Marrying someone. That's a bigger step.
1: It's always amazing as you watch Mavs and you you see the beginning of different seasons, and you're like, oh, these are like some cool people. But then you realize. There are reasons why they're not married or they've had trouble finding their forever person. Brutal. We're starting to get. I mean, look at bro- Brennan. Brennan, Brennan is mean, a clear, obvious bro. example. I mean, we've already seen things with we've already seen little things with Claire, little things with Cameron. Like everyone has a thing about them. And now we're seeing the real Brennan.
0: I'm not a fan.
1: I'm not a fan either, but I did call it. And you could tell I'm like <laughs> this. He's. Just like Orion. Uh, the, I mean, this one's so blatant. I mean, you're not moving into the apartment. That, and, man, Emily was like, uh, what? Like, she was so confused.
0: So caught off guard that you wouldn't move in.
1: Like, it was like the formulas and the algorithms in her mind were like, <laughs> what? What is he saying? He's not moving in? What's going on?
0: They part ways for the night. And then we see Emily visit Brennan's house. It's a shoes-off environment. It's pretty clean. It's cute. He looks like he has a gaming room slash office kind of situation. And he's exhausting. He is the absolutely worst type of person you have to talk to.
1: I mean, beyond cold.
0: Absolutely cold. One word answers. Little reaction, uh, will not participate in the conversation. It's
1: like, oh my gosh, your office is so awesome. Yeah, that's it.
0: What do you want her to do with that? So he's doing the classic thing of I'm just gonna push you away until you get tired of it and you break up with me. And then I'm not the bad guy. I wish
1: she called him out on his shit as the camera's there be like, Are you okay? Because yes. you're, you're, you're feeling kind of cold.
0: Yep, love and it.
1: Because, you know, as you question someone like this, they just have to just make up BS. And it kind of just really makes like as it should be makes them look like the bad person. Like, well, you are.
0: Emily asks a great question. How do you envision the living situation? Brennan says it's been nice having some time to myself. So we'll reevaluate in a few days when we actually want to move in. No. Get your butt over there. Then there is a meeting between Pastor Cal, Brennan, and Emily at the apartment they're supposed to be living in.
1: Which is so funny. Before this started, we were thinking, um, they haven't moved in.
0: No, and he comments how pristine it is as he walks in. Very not lived in.
1: Well, it's funny because they do have the cameras in the apartments, so they know, and they gave him the insight of, Hey, Pastor Cal, just so you know, they have not moved into the apartment.
0: I also wanted to point out that Brennan greeted Pastor Cal way nicer than he greeted his wife. Emily sticks up for Brennan immediately and it would take everything in me not to throw this man under the bus. She talks about how, oh, they're so busy. So they didn't feel the need to rush in. Pastor Cal then presses her a little bit and she finally says that, you know, maybe she's not getting out what she is putting into the marriage. Emily opens up a little bit more and she says, I like him. I'm attracted to him, but I'm starting to feel unsure. I'm trying to understand how to move forward. Brennan says, During the honeymoon, we were overwhelmed. You just don't know how you feel. You try to go with the flow. And he felt like something was off between them. He says, I didn't feel that romantic feeling, and I'm feeling it less and less. He says, I have the most amazing girl, and we are aligned on everything. I don't know what's wrong. I don't feel any kind of romance.
1: Now, the, the translation there is she's a great person, great character, great beliefs. We're all on that. I'm just not that attracted to her. Then end it. Now, that obviously is a very big deal for him, mm-hmm. and it's something he can't get past
0: much like another man on this season cannot get past. So let's not torture everyone. Let's get down to two couples. Like really, let's see how can we end up with one couple this season that we follow?
1: It's interesting because <laughs> pastor Cal, he even tried, he had to check himself. Cause he's like, how do I ask this question? He was yeah. trying to ask like, what is it about her that you don't like? Or pastor Cal was trying to get information be like, how can I help you? And he just straight up said, we're not going there.
0: How do you feel about that strategy? Is it best to say like, nope, we're not doing that. Like I would never want someone to talk to me like that.
1: This is a lose-lose situation because if you tell the person you are fucked, not that you care you're fucked because if it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be. But if you don't tell them, their mind is going to be spinning.
0: It'll be way worse, I like, think.
1: thanks, I'm just not going to sleep tonight. Like, yeah, it's bad.
0: He then lists off qualities he does like about her. How spontaneous she is, how bubbly she is, how fun she is to be around, and how they like the same food. Sure, yes. I mean, we're foodies, so I get it. At the end of this conversation, Brennan says that he wants to move in together and take it one day at a time. Emily agrees, and she doesn't know what she can do to help the situation. But she does think that talking about their feelings was, just, was a huge step.
1: Do you think we're going to see anything other than the slow downfall of Brennan and Emily?
0: Yeah, I think since he's already... Th- like, he's done. He's closed off. He's not... You can't even hold a conversation. Like, it, it's... We're going to see this slow decline. Uh, maybe they're just going to pull... You know, waiting around till Decision Day. Ooh, odds on that. I want to hear your thoughts. Are they making it to Decision Day or are we going to be down to two couples?
1: I think they will make it to Decision Day, but it is going to be brutal.
0: Yeah, it is. And I hate that you called it. Early episodes, too.
1: Oh, early. I need to, as much as I hate listening to my own voice, I will go back. (laughs) I need to listen to the earlier episodes. And fact check myself.
0: They have a little talk after Pastor Cal leaves. And it was so unproductive. Emily talks about how she believes that he is specifically self-sabotaging. And his only response is, huh? Okay. Emily presses on and says, I need you to tell me if you're physically attracted to me or not. Because that's a big, important piece of this. And you won't answer it directly.
1: He can't do it.
0: He says, it's because I just don't think it's nice. Well, dragging someone along isn't nice.
1: The more he talked, the worse it
0: got. I know. He says, I hear you. I'm just also trying to protect you. She says, you're hurting my feelings when you don't tell me everything. He says, I can't. She says, well, you answer the question by not answering the question. And it was really sad to see Emily tear up in her little interview She says, I feel like I've always been confident, but it sucks to deal with. I didn't ever anticipate a lot of what is happening. Doesn't mean I'm going to stop trying. I need to see what happens after today. In this final scene, Brennan says, I'm not 100% checked out. Only 99.
1: I mean, even even the way he worded that, like, I'm not 100% there as far as I'm not 100% checked out. I'm like, yeah, well, you pretty much are. That doesn't make me feel better.
0: No, not comforting. Don't protect me. Like, you're making it way worse. We didn't get to see Emily's place, which I'm bummed about. I hate that every season there's always a couple people we don't get to see. I love, I'm nosy. I want to see everyone's house. When I go for walks in the evening and people have their curtains open, I peek. I want to see their artwork. They're way more creative than I am with their spaces.
1: I don't know if the scene ended up being boring or what it may be.
0: Well, he probably didn't talk the entire time or he just refused to go. It
1: is a bummer when you don't get to see,
0: because you learn
1: about someone by how they live, where they live. And I thought that was kind of a bummer.
0: I know. I want to know about Emily, even if Brennan doesn't. I'm a bit concerned about how Claire and Cameron are going to fit in this bed. Mostly Cameron.
1: It's probably a queen. It just didn't look like a queen.
0: I wonder this every year. They look so small.
1: Is it the pillows?
0: I feel like the width seems so small.
1: Or maybe it's just because Cameron is a tall person. He's just making it look smaller.
0: It's just going to be tight for all the couples, but I especially noticed it when he was standing next to the bed. They sit on the couch in the apartment and kind of talk about the unknown and what makes them nervous. While Claire has never lived with a partner before, Cameron has lived with a partner and their family. So there was kind of a lot of personalities to deal with. So he's like not even worried about living with one person.
1: I can't see how Cameron could get a bit tiring because... I don't think he means it this way, but like in even in this conversation, it's almost like and I hate even doing this because he didn't say this, but it's almost like he's Oh, that'll like that'll be easy. I lived with four people before. Like, yeah. like that's how it comes off. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he means it like that.
0: How did you feel when he said that he likes to see how bad things can get and where the limit is?
1: You know, I think I might be more like a Cameron.
0: Oh, my God. I was just going to say that.
1: <laughs> Again,
0: th- our one shared I think brain. <laughs>
1: that's how I think that's how I think. And yeah. maybe Does that mean I'm not a glass half full kind of person?
0: Well, I don't know. Maybe it's the situation. But uh, what immediately popped in my head when I heard this is let's see how full that garbage can can get until Leon will change that bag. How many cups can go in that sink before he'll load the dishwasher? Man, there's, there's,
1: there's a lot of cups in the side of the sink right now. Not in the sink, on the side of the sink. Sometimes
0: I'm like, it's yeah. so bad. Let's just see how bad it could get.
1: It's probably not good. It's probably not good. <laughs> For either um, of us. But yeah, when, when, they were, when I saw this live, uh, I immediately, I was like, hmm, I think I'm kind of more like Cameron. <laughs> Although Cameron also... Uh, Claire mentioned, yeah, his apartment was, or ju- was just what I thought it would be. It was very utilitarian.
0: Yes, that's exactly what I thought.
1: Yeah, function over form.
0: We're not here for style. We're here to make sure we have extra bike parts, okay. a only, bed, and a treadmill. The
1: only one <laughs> that got me, the vacuum was one. The vacuum was just out and about. That was one. But the table in front of a closet.
0: Oh yes, yeah. Does this
1: closet just never open?
0: Maybe it's like all the things you just store and you don't need to like one time a year.
1: Um his decor was very questionable. One, the couches were from like the 80s. Utilitarian. Um, sure. And honestly, they're probably just the family's couches that he's staying with. Yeah. So, okay. Then the I get it. You did search and rescue, but do we need mountain climbing gear as a decor on our wall?
0: I'm not trying to stereotype, but I feel like that's a real man thing to do. You guys no. like to put your hobbies on the wall. If you put up those shelves I bought, you would be putting your keyboards on there.
1: <laughs> or, or some Gundams. I would yeah, put some Gundams see, up. see, I'm True. just saying. True. Wait, another person. Did we see Claire's?
0: yes. Okay. We'll get to her.
1: I have a clearly my memory is just terrible.
0: <laughs> and then Claire was a great sport and tried Vegemite. Good for her. At least once.
1: If it yeah, I'm giving Claire a rare dub because Ellie loves to. Well, she tries to make me try shit. And yeah, I'm just like force. I just don't want to.
0: It drives me crazy, and I need to know. If anyone else feels this way in their relationship, you just need the person to try something that you think they will love. Like I'm smashing a delicious piece of pie and I'm like, it's so good. I want you to experience this and he will not do it.
1: You know, what's funny is because from one side, one person's like, I want you to try something I think you will love. And the other person's thinking, I don't want to try this thing that I think I won't love.
0: But you don't know. And I know you'll love it.
1: And it's so funny how those things are such opposite, but there's so
0: <laughs> powerful colliding of like, you need to try And I'm like, no, I'm sorry. I bother you with my love. <laughs> that's a that's a forever continuing argument in this relationship forever. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to stop and you're not going to start. So <laughs> We go to Claire's place and we meet Lenny the dog. Very oh, yeah, Lenny. Cute. How can I forget Lenny? I know. Okay. Yep. Lenny's I'm, I'm, very preoccupied, does not care about Cameron. Not worth his time right now.
1: <laughs> I did enjoy that Lenny and Cameron mentions, oh, I like dogs and stuff as long as they're not annoying. And I did not hear a single bark out of Lenny.
0: No, Lenny is the least annoying. He's living his best life. Having a good time.
1: Le- is Lenny on like retired age? Because he know. was chilling. He was very <laughs> quiet. He was just chilling.
0: I love that Claire had her bike out and like ready to be looked at. I like to think that in my head, she like told her sister to go to her apartment. He owns a bike shop. He loves bikes. Get my bike out. So when he tours my apartment out from storage, I don't care if it has flat tires.
1: (laughs) Although I do like how Cameron, he clearly has a passion for bikes Mm -hmm. and cycling in general. And, but he also doesn't, let it uh get him hyper focused so for example he was kind of looking at it he's like oh interesting like yeah it's got uh flat tires and whatever he made a joke but then he she's like yeah i don't think it's like my size he's like he's like yeah the frame's just like way too big for you Mm -hmm. and then he like moved on he didn't like get transfixed on it and just couldn't like get away from the bike or like hey we can fix your tire like right now he was just he's like okay like i'll just move on to the next thing
0: I'm glad he wasn't like, get on it. Let me see. Let me see how you fit on that. Right.
1: Like we can, we can fix this. Like we can fix that. I'll I'll take it back to my apartment. We can fix the frame. (laughs) We can saw it down. We can fix the tires. Like, no, he was just like, oh, that's interesting. I'm
0: very glad. It's it's too
1: small for you. And then he like moved on. The reason I say that is because I myself can definitely get locked in on things (laughs) and I cannot walk away.
0: Religion is brought up briefly in this segment. They're talking about what they're going to bring, maybe just the necessities, and Claire goes to take a few books off of one of her bookshelves, and it was a religious book.
1: I couldn't tell. Was it a Bible?
0: I couldn't tell either.
1: Him, from looking at it, it almost seemed like it was obvious that it was a religious book, and I'm like, was it a
0: Bible? Maybe. Okay. Cameron says that he's open to being with anyone from any religion. Claire says she's open to however Cameron views the world, but that she is faithful. So that's where I think it's going to get interesting as to where I don't know how involved in their faith that Becca and Austin are, but like, this is clearly a big part of her life. Her being Claire.
1: I hope they get to the point where they respect where each other is coming from. And They align and kind of to preview Becca and Austin with Pastor Cal. I hope that they just align on what is important to us, being good people, respecting everyone like this is what's important to us. And yes, you have religion and that's great. And I may not, but we do align on those values. And I hope like that it doesn't become a thing. I say that, but this is where I think they will have an issue because Cameron did seem a little strong with his opinions is how do they expect their children to be raised?
0: And kind of what do you fall back on? Like she says she relies on her religion a lot. Well, if someone doesn't, does that make it harder on you?
1: Whereas you were talking about your parents, but I also don't think one of them minded if the other took you to church.
0: Exactly. So my mom was quite Catholic. My dad wasn't. I, we would go to church with our mother and then on big occasions or, you know, important days, dad would come along with us. But there was never there was never any hate. There was no tension. There was no judging like it was. all right. Oh, have a good day. I'll see you when you guys get back. Yeah. But
1: even now we celebrate things like Easter and, and stuff. So there's mm-hmm. things you can do to just value them more as a, a thing to be able to get together with your family. Exactly. And not view it as like something else and all the extra stuff.
0: Dr. Pepper visits them in their apartment and physical expression is brought up. Dr. Pepper encourages Claire to express herself when the warmth is there. It was really fun when Cameron's like, yep, good to go, anytime, anything. Whoever <laughs> <laughs> you want to express that, I'm here.
1: <laughs> He's like, Does that bother you? He's like, nope.
0: Not at all. Just
1: waiting. Just waiting right here. But even then, so back to what you mentioned, where it seems like Claire's the one that's never had a relationship. Even the way she goes to touch his hand and like embrace him is like, I'm kind of uncomfortable.
0: (laughs) But she says, nope, this is not weird at all. I just can't breathe. (laughs) It was really interesting to hear Cameron open up a little bit about his childhood. We know previously that his parents put him in therapy when he was a kid, but he didn't expand on that. And I'm it might be too much of a leap, but I was wondering if it had something to do with this portion that he talks about here. He explains that he was kicked out of church at 10 years old for speaking up about something that needed to be said.
1: Tough to say. Um, I feel like I need a little bit more to get there. Again, when things aren't said, just our brains, we go straight to conspiracies Mm -hmm. and I'm like, what was it that you were speaking up against? Like, I want to know.
0: So that definitely shaped his view of religion and how that will play a part in his life. This is where it kind of like was almost too negative, maybe probably for Inclair's eyes. Cameron says, the best tool I could give my children is showing them that the world is many shades of gray and religion cannot prepare my children adequately for the world they are facing. It was, again, kind of too much on that one side. Claire was very nice about this, and she said that she totally respects it. She does not agree, but she respects it.
1: I wish Cameron came with a little bit more of a well-rounded response as far as I would like to see you know, my child be open-minded, be open to religion, but also be open to to seeing the world for what it is and versus more of uh, in a way you're you're bashing one side where it's just like you don't need to
0: so while they may not share the same views on a religion they do have their shared values within life and i think that was great that dr pepper pointed that out and hopefully they can carry that into the future ah good old lauren and orion i'll miss them
1: Oh, already? You're 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 giving it, it, it up. This it's, episode, I this mean, was I it. I know, I know. It's a, it's a bummer. It's a bummer.
0: I don't see. Think they're gonna be at the retreat <laughs> on the flight back from the honeymoon. Orion, because we're always on his time, has decided that he wants them to have a full reset after just having a conversation about how he can't get over this, and unfortunately, it is what it is.
1: What's that thing you used to say? It was something like, "Splish, splash, splish, splash, splash." <laughs> This is Orion right now. The back and forth. Can you imagine from Lauren's standpoint? She, again, by her own words, is like she has feelings, like strong feelings, and you lose hope, and then you get hope, and then you lose hope. It's too much. I know. It's too much.
0: They get to the apartment, they have pizza together. Orion decides that he needs a few days apart, he needs to be away from everything. So he doesn't move in. Lauren goes home as well, but not before they share a pizza. And then Lauren has to do the dishes herself. He just leaves while she's loading the dishwasher. How Str- dare you? Strong women. Oh, don't even. <laughs> I'm,
1: I, I'm just, I'm pretending to be Orion at this point. Oh
0: my gosh. <laughs> it's so
1: bad. Uh, I, they, they can make a great couple. They have a great scene. I mean, the pizza looks good. <laughs>
0: Damn! Who doesn't bond over pizza?
1: The fact, okay, Ellie and I, as also probably many of you, we fucking love pizza. Okay, <laughs> we really do. It's 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 such a. I grew up on pizza. Like if if we're our family's ordering food, at least my family it is gonna be like some Domino's or some Pizza Hut. They're not sponsoring, so I'm mentioning both of them <laughs> or Little Caesars, but. It's, it's such a great meal, and the fact that that is the meal they chose to share, I'm like, oh, that is so sweet, and like, ah, yeah. oh, so many good memories. Why can't you work? You're letting me
0: down. You're letting us down. Okay, top-tier memory as a child, probably after church, honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, but going to Kmart with mom... She's getting me a little Caesars lunch special. The perfect amount of square pizza with a couple of crazy breadsticks on the side. Mm-hmm. Chef's kiss. A great day. Maybe get an outfit out of it if I bother her enough.
1: <laughs> Some of the best memories I have. So my parents would always... My dad has really good English. He just likes to just... <laughs> It for whatever Still reason. Still to this day. Yeah. So anytime I needed to translate or something like maybe on a phone call, like he would literally just like make me talk and just, I'm like, okay, this is where you kind of like, what is it? Make your kids adults or like, what, what do you call that when you
0: Parentifying. Yeah, parentify?
1: Yeah. like it, Anyway, but, but when this dude gave me the debit card and told me to call Domino's. I was hype. I was ready. I'm, no uh, problem. I'm getting the fucking coupon book. They always fucking send you. I'm like, all right, what's the special? I'm scrolling. All right, two the large. Scrolling, you
0: mean turning tw- the page? It, it was
1: like two <laughs> two large pizzas, a soda, and the breadsticks. Like 19.99. Yo, I'm ready. Like that was that was a good. Those are some good, good childhood yeah. memories. Yeah, memories.
0: memories for sure. So we get a self-film scene as Lauren is kind of doing her hair and getting ready for the day. This man text, texted Lauren, his wife, his current wife, legal wife, that he does not want to continue the marriage.
1: I'm, I'm sorry. Orion. Divorced
0: by text? I it, do not accept.
1: There, I mean, there's so many things. like You need to face... In this you need to face people in this world. It just ha- you know, you need to face your fears, your bosses, like all kinds of things. Like the fact that you couldn't you couldn't even call. Like, I don't even want to hear your voice. I'm just going to text you. That's low, man. Yeah. That's low. And in this upcoming sit-down, I don't think there was any eye contact.
0: <laughs> no, I don't think the so entire, either.
1: Now, this is another way to look at it. Is Orion fearful of lauren
0: no but he should be he should be because he has burned her so bad for sure they meet with dr pia and a great first question that tells you everything you need to know she asks, when was the last time you spoke to each other he says oh a few texts orion expands and says that they tried to meet up but it just didn't work out lauren says no 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 Lauren says he reached out to her, she gave him her availability, and then he was just silent. Didn't pick any of the availability, didn't ask if anything else could work, just nothing. Then the next text was him asking for a divorce.
1: I love knowing that Orion tried to spin this in a positive way and Lauren was not having
0: it. No. Yeah, there's, we're not playing nice now. Lauren then brings up Orion's inconsistencies. Well, wanting to start over, then not, then yep, clean slate, and then boom, divorce text. Orion says that he did want to focus on the future, but not specifically them, you know, just life in general. Dr. Pia, like, double, sir? What? No.
1: (laughs) It's interesting because at this moment, Dr. Pia is in a tough spot because she's the relationship counselor she's in some ways how can i save the marriage give them advice but it's clearly over what can you really do at this point i mean she even tries to double down by saying almost like are you sure Oh, i
0: hated that yeah and and
1: we go back to the whole like why are we forcing these people to be like no like let them go
0: respect them enough
1: and then orion I, even though we're going in on him, I appreciate that he was like, it was not an opening. He's like, no, like I'm moving forward with a divorce.
0: It's, but it wasn't like he did it in a mature way. Cause in the very next breath he was like, yeah, you know, I tried, we had chemistry, but because of how you react, we can't talk yeah. about anything. And you're like, yeah, I it's done. Stop. I yeah,
1: wasn't a fan of that. The um,
0: lies. Orion says, with everything that took place, I just lost all romantic interest. A great question by Dr. Pia. She asks, Orion, how does control show up in your life? Without answering the question, Orion says, I'm not trying to control what is happening by calling for a divorce. And Dr. Pia said, but you are. You know, on the
1: first watch, I did not read... Dr. Pia's question as quickly as Orion responded. Did, did you read it that way that she was asking in a way of like you're trying to control this narrative?
0: That's how I took it.
1: I I thought that was fascinating because I did not pick that up.
0: How did you take it?
1: I think she wanted to break down like maybe how he makes decisions in life. I need more information on how you make decisions, how you, and, and by that mm-hmm. way, like how you control things, but not so much as like controlling this narrative.
0: I see. And I can definitely see that point. Like it was a, a theme we're trying to get through or sure. like how you handle things.
1: I am in agreeance that I do think he, he is controlling the narrative. Oh the, yeah. The way the words he uses, you failed the marriage. um He's the victim. Uh, we or we can't, we can't talk about things because you, do X, mm. Y, and Z. Even though you've done a lot yourself, you, you, don't, you don't hold yourself accountable to your own actions. You are putting all the weight of this upcoming divorce all on Lauren. And I do appreciate, in Lauren's mind, she is definitely not going to view it that way, oh, which no. I appreciate.
0: Dr. Pio was driving me crazy at one point. Let it go. You're, it, stop trying to make this work. She kept saying things like, I feel confident a repair is possible. There's no such thing as a perfect marriage. I don't want to see you give up on each other. Like, stop.
1: Dr. Pia, we've only known each other for a week. <laughs> Maybe a week. Ma'am, we're going to be okay.
0: We don't need a fight for this.
1: We're going to be okay.
0: Lauren says that she knew what a marriage looked like that it required forgiveness and grace. She says, I can't wait to be in a marriage where someone wants to try as hard as I do.
1: I do love the the shade.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I'm here for it. He wants to try to do it. No, 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 no.
1: When you're at this point, every word, every sentence is so important because naturally you're taking shots at the other person. And that's totally cool. That's totally cool. I am bummed because... This was supposed to be the couple. I know.
0: This was our couple. We
1: thought like they could survive through anything.
0: Mm-hmm. Is it that thing we always talk about of the couples that are too hot, too fast?
1: They weren't even that hot though. They were, they were, they were great. Not. They, they were attracted to each other, but you know, they, they weren't having sex or anything like that. So they're not like what we've seen in other couples where they just go all in mm-hmm. and they fizzle out. I, I feel like they were being smart with their trajectory and it just it just couldn't work out. And sadly, it was just it was very fast and um we lost another couple.
0: Band-aid method. Just Yeah, for <laughs> get sure, it out of for here. sure.
1: <laughs> and we've already theorized it. I know we have one more couple to go. We already theorized it that I mean Michael might be their attempt to save us from only covering three couples.
0: Okay, I know I was really excited for him, but you cannot just throw someone in now. What are you going to do? Is there a wedding or do you just show up? Is he just dating? Like, I, it's too weird now. Don't even do it.
1: I do wonder. I do wonder if they dropped the ball on this and they showed us this preview. But I wonder if Michael actually turns them down.
0: Oh, maybe.
1: And it's something that possibly like just never gets brought up again.
0: Oh, okay. Because we've never seen anything beyond but, that conversation.
1: For sure. Now, the thing, and you mentioned it, if there's only three couples, it is going to be very hard to justify an hour and a half with ads runtime following <laughs> three know. couples.
0: Okay, one more side tangent. Sure. Did you notice that Dr. Peel was wearing an earpiece, which bothered me because, like, what do you need fed to you?
1: I do wonder if that was just, it was just like literally her Bluetooth device from her phone and she just didn't remember to take it out.
0: It was tiny. It, no, no. It was, it, that's
1: what I mean. It was so small. Like, I don't think that's.
0: It was too small.
1: But that's what I mean. And like, like flesh usually colored. Usually those have like a, a battery and stuff. Like, they're not just like an isolated unit.
0: I think it was behind her ear, the rest of it, the wire. Oh. But I don't actually know because I didn't look for a wire. I just saw she had an earpiece in. Ah, uh, on her I initial mean, watch. not really yeah. flesh colored earbuds. Yeah, on initial watch,
1: it looked a little too subtle to be an earpiece it looked more like a Bluetooth headset and maybe she just forgot to take it out. Honestly, that's Mm. what I think happened.
0: I like the spicier version. (laughs) And they're like,
1: okay, someone's radio in. Dr. Pia, this is what's been going on with their whole relationship. Um, I would
0: be so sad if they didn't even get like footage or a rundown. Then we see Austin and Becca see their apartment for the first time. They talk about what they're going to bring. Real plants, board games, and 64 The essentials. They kind of talk about division of labor and kind of chores. Austin says that he takes care of his own messes. He's pretty clean. Becca says the same. So I don't think there's going to be too much of an issue there. Becca goes to Austin's house, which he shares with one roommate. He did warn her that there is going to be stuff from the garage in the house because it's being rebuilt. So it's a good thing to warn someone of so there's not just random stuff everywhere. The hat wall. This man lives in hats.
1: Do you remember that hat accessory people had where they, it's the same thing with shoes. They could hang it on the backside of their door.
0: Oh, yeah. But he has a wall.
1: I've never seen a hat wall this um, legit.
0: <laughs> now, that could be viewed as quirky, but the next thing may be an issue. Washes towels when needed. He does laundry once a month
1: does that equate to if i'm doing the math we do towels once a month
0: that yes yes no not for me because if you're breaking you have a, that if
1: you have a couple towels let's say when needed he means like every three to four days he <laughs> switches towels yeah but then i've run out of all my towels so now i'm doing all of them it's been a month
0: yeah i think that's the the situation happening
1: We are weekly.
0: We're weekly, like big, like Sunday night is laundry time. We're weekly. Ripping the sheets off, getting all the towels in the house, all of our clothes.
1: You know, when you put it into words, it became so much more of a thing. But going into a bed with fresh sheets... It is a beautiful feeling. I
0: had to sell you on it, this. It, I was really like, is. "No, now,
1: our sheets are trash. <laughs> like we have like some fucking Walmart sheets. No, they're
0: IKEA sheets.
1: IKEA sheets. but they're yeah. like old they're IKEA old, sheets. Yeah, I like, like I
0: feel them, like whatever. people.
1: I feel like people sleep on like some comfortable, comfortable stuff. I don't even we, know what comfy we, sheets are. I, I don't know. We need to get on that level <laughs> because yes, our sheets are fine, but they're old. But It is so nice, especially if they're warm.
0: Yes, from the dryer. I'm glad I've sold this on you.
1: That is a great feeling. Getting into a
0: made clean bed. So nice. Austin and Becca have a little bit of a stare down when they talk about the living situation after decision day. Austin brings up that moving back to their separate places may be best to finish up their lease But Becca explains that she's month-to-month, so she's flexible. And since he has a roommate, it might be better for him to move into her place.
1: I'm curious. Mm, I I always thought that was a bit more unique. Like, how is it rare to find month-to-month spots? Like, I feel like if you lived in a pretty standard apartment, you'd either have short lease options. I don't really remember them having month-to-month options unless... You've already been there for a whole lease period that now you're just month to month. Oh, maybe. Which I could see that.
0: But I think people are traveling so much with work now or there's like long projects that there's probably a decent amount that will cater month to month.
1: Yeah, man, that's just a lot. I just imagine that's just a lot of churn. But if they're used to it, sure.
0: They kind of agree. It was a little bit of a stare down, but they will move into Becca's place and then maybe buy something later. I like it. We're talking beyond decision day. We haven't heard too much of that between these couples. I
1: hear what they're saying. It just didn't feel as concrete as I'd like.
0: I agree. I'm trying to spin it real well, but there was like shakiness there. It it felt like he was just saying yes to keep well, this ball rolling. You know,
1: in their defense or I guess I would say in Austin's defense, <laughs> it's hard to be So solid in your answer when it's true. I mean, you just don't know what the future is going to hold. Like, you don't know if this is going to be a forever thing. It's only been a week. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that is tough to say.
0: (laughs) Then they meet with Pastor Cal. And this is the only couple that one of the experts asked if they had consummated the marriage. I assume because this is the most, like...
1: For obvious reasons.
0: Yeah, put together couple.
1: Did you think... They, they had?
0: Yeah, I was like, for before sure. Before they answered? Yeah, but they didn't. But I, I would not be surprised if they had.
1: But no, it, I went back to, well, it, I think she, her health issues, right? They wouldn't have.
0: Were, during the honeymoon, that was a week more of recovery. Maybe that was recovery enough. I don't know.
1: I don't know either. <laughs> but that is why, before they answered, I was still on the, oh, they haven't, no. They oh, have no okay.
0: Cells. Pastor Cal brings up their difference in religion. Becca says that she has not met a Christian who has not tried to change her. Pastor Cal says, well, meet Austin. Also, did this woman say that her friends said she was going to hell? Because I think that's what she said, right?
1: She said not only has, I believe she said not only has that come from strangers, but also her friends.
0: Those are not your friends.
1: And I was like, what?
0: That's so mean.
1: I just, it's so, it's always interesting when you meet people that are so down for religion because I feel like, and I'm just speaking for myself because you could have your own opinion, totally open, again, open to religion, is I just have this thought process that I just try to respect everyone. Mm -hmm. And even if you don't know them, like I just respect every human, even if I don't know you. Obviously, unless you're clearly a bad person or you've just wronged from, you know, you've wronged me and I'm like, okay, well, you've lost my respect. Like, that's it. But from the jump, I am respecting every human. I'm valuing them. And that's the way I approach life. And I don't view it as, oh, you're like this race or you're this religion. Oh, like, I'm not down for that. Like, I have no reason to personally to think that way for anyone's religion or who they are. And maybe I'm naive, right? Cuz there's like so much history even within religion, right? There's so much history there. That maybe people do feel a very strong sense about that. But I just haven't felt that pull enough to just look at someone and be like, "Oh, you're a Christian," so oh, like, no. Yeah. like no, I've never felt that way.
0: I feel exactly the same and who am I to say anyone's religion's wrong? Becca admits that she does have a crush on Austin, and she loves him as a person, but they are not in love yet. Great answer. And Pastor Cal really wants them to be in love.
1: Pastor Cal, it's <laughs> been a week.
0: On the next time on, we get to see the housewarming parties. There's always a couple that fights like the day of the housewarming party, so I'm curious to see who that will be this season.
1: You're, you're curious? You could literally guess right now.
0: I bet he doesn't even show to his own party.
1: Oh no no no! He was there. Oh, he was there in a wig. He was there in a wig.
0: So he showed up probably late. You know, everyone was already there, and he decided to make an appearance. Ma'am, I
1: can guess right now
0: that is Brennan.
1: It's nice of him to
0: make an appearance where he doesn't live.
1: It's going to be even worse if Emily had moved in and he still hasn't moved in. It's going to get even worse.
0: You know, I like that her friends roasted him a bit. Maybe it's because I'm not the biggest fan of him right now. They've been
1: in the group chat. I know. They're going in.
0: (laughs) I can't imagine the group chats of people on this show.
1: Their phones are popping off.
0: I know. I want to be in a group chat with them so bad. Any one of them. I don't care. Also, Cameron reveals at the housewarming party that his dad is on his deathbed and that he doesn't know that he is on the show. It's shocking, but, like, is it a big deal if he doesn't have a good relationship with his dad so he wouldn't have, like, told him life events anyway?
1: That one's so tough because, yeah, like, forget all the religion stuff. I mean, this is your parent. Mm -hmm. And, yes, you might not have a great relationship with them, but you don't want to have regrets if, you know, or when they do pass. You want to maybe... Who knows? I mean, maybe the relationship is so bad.
0: Yeah, like it could be an I awful. I, I
1: don't know what, you, for real. Like it could be that bad. Or you like, yeah, I don't care if he passes away. It might be to that level. I don't know.
0: It just might be someone you wouldn't update anyway. So, like, why would you?
1: But if it's not, it's almost like if you don't fix it or at least go visit with them, you're going to regret not attempting to make that
0: connection
1: or to at least visit them
0: potentially and i think that's where claire's coming from and maybe her religious background is having a part in her thoughts of it who knows so that'll be interesting to see how that unfolds all right we did it two episodes
1: two episodes great
0: episodes
1: thank you if you've listened to the end we appreciate you so much this is a long one it's just a lot to cover. I mean, it's what we get for life hitting us with a, with a ton of bricks. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, we enjoy uh, talking with you. We enjoy watching the shows. It was incredible to catch up.
0: Thank you so much. We appreciate you, the support, the love we always receive. We appreciate it. I hope you have a good week. Take care and we'll talk to you soon.
1: Talk to you later, guys.